Hey everybody, welcome to Rapture Prep Podcast. Today, I have Eric with me, the numbers guy. What's going on, Eric? Hey, what's going on, Paul? How are you doing? Uh, dude, I'm blessed. Um, so, it's we have an exciting here. episode today about the end times, about the order of events. As you've seen from the other few podcasts, we have a timeline up there, and you can see these order of events. So you have to watch this to understand the explanation of this. You'll be able to teach other people. We're using the scriptures to break this down. So not only it can be proven, you can understand it. Okay, so this should take away doubt and fear and this, um, you know, understanding of the end times that most people think they do, but they don't. So as you can see here, um, the first event, we're here at the sixth, uh, trumpet world war which is world war three um so i wanted to uh just set some rules real quick for the huh, shouldn't have to do this but um, some people don't play nice in the comments please if you're going to talk about this use scripture use your scripture not an opinion not a book that you've read we want to talk about this scripturally that's what we're going to do today because I, we are in the comments, we're talking to y'all, we're answering questions. Uh, we want y'all to understand what the Bible says, because this is important, it's the word of God. So right. there it is. So right here with the sixth trumpet world war, right? The trumpets are important because it shows us where we are. There's been five others that have sounded, and those are world wars, uh, reactors uh, going burning to the ground, um, and other events that have caused this trumpet right here to sound at the another war, World War III. Right. So, you know, it makes sense just in the logical point of view that these major trumpets in the Bible are the world's largest events. You see what I'm saying? So that actually makes sense that it would be the world wars and these enormous uh, nuclear meltdowns and things like that. And we'll, we'll do a video over the trumpets, but just explain this timeline. We're at the sixth trumpet war now. And so uh, Eric has it pulled up. Eric, go ahead and read that for us, please. It says, the sixth angel sounded his trumpet, and I heard a voice coming from the four horns of the golden altar that is before God. It said to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. And the four angels who had been kept ready for this very hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. The number of the troops was 10,000 times 10,000. I heard their number now. Of course, I'm going to switch over to this other translation real quick uh, to King James Version. It's uh, 200, uh, 200 million, correct? So, right. The, and so, um, be here with the let me switch to that real, real fast. I didn't mean so now. The army of the horsemen was 200 million. I heard the number of them. That's crazy. And you'll see that over and over. The Bible will say um, times and then times and then half a time. Or, you know, th these are these cultural um, sayings for a time period. And so um, you have to understand these. And like the NIV has it kind of, you know, broken down. This one is just in English for us in our language right now. So 200 million man army. And so um, 
looking at just this scripture, right, there's three things that we can see from this scripture. First of all, in verse 14, at the end of verse 14, this is, these four angels, okay, were bound, who were bound, they're at the great river Euphrates. Okay, now that's a specific point on the map. And the, the armies that could, could be involved in this war, it's very important to look at the location of the river Euphrates and which countries are surrounding that river Euphrates because that could give an indicator of who's going to be involved in that war, right? Right. So um, can you pull that uh, geographical map up and we can maybe see sure. what that's talking about? So the river Euphrates runs through a few different um, few different countries here. As you can see, Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and so which is surrounded by Iran, Saudi Arabia, so if you look at these, these are going to be Islamic territories. You see 99% Islamic, 92%, 98%. You know, this is the world religion of this, this, uh, this geographical location of the end time um, event here. And so it's a pretty good indicator that, you know, Iran and the, um, the Islamic people that are in several different company, uh, countries are going to be involved in this war. And they are, they do have 200 million people that could fight. Um, now that number is easily um, put together by China or um, let's see on the timeline. It could also be from, um, yeah, Ch China, India, or, you know, the Islamic religion, all those those people that gather. So, um, and you got to remember, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, right? So, um, they're going to be wanting to fight against Israel and against Jesus. And so, um, this Euphrates war, right? We see where it's at. So, um, yeah, and, and, uh, I believe, uh, you know, China, I mean, obviously there's other, other, as you mentioned, India, Islam, but China, as far as standalone, you know, they're one of the few countries that are probably the only country, really, that can put together a 200 million man army and has the kind of, you know, military fortitude, uh, you know, to cause this type of uh, turmoil, aside from the U.S. You know, you think of the superpowers in the world, it's the U.S. and, and China. I mean, maybe you would include Russia in there, obviously, because of their, their nuclear power. But you look at what's going on right now. Uh, with with the war in Ukraine and the, the conflict with Russia, we're obviously fighting a proxy war there where we're funding one side uh, that could easily balloon into something else, especially if uh, China decides now to invade Taiwan because the U.S. hasn't really showed a position of strength other than fighting a proxy war. We really can't afford a proxy war with China because China can cut our supply chains and things of that nature. But uh, another thing to kind of mention here, this river here, kind of acts as a barrier for armies that might be coming down this way, you know, towards, towards Israel. Right. Um, but a lot of people believe that this river uh, will be dried up when these angels are released and will allow these armies to cross over and have this battle really going on um, here in this area. 
And if you imagine, you know, uh, a third of mankind being killed to, uh, you know, that'd be over 2 billion people around 2.5 billion people uh, or a little more actually dead. Right. Could you imagine the global impact that that's going to have? You know, you know, listener, can you imagine the global impact that that's going to have the impact it would have on your life? What would happen if the supply chains were to dry up completely? I, you know, I'm a financial advisor. Would there be a stock market even left anymore? Um, uh, what would this do to jobs? What would this do to medicine? You know, uh, as far as being available there, this has implications that are so far reaching that, you know, it truly is a doomsday scenario. And uh, that's pretty much where we're at on the timeline of God's prophetic events, that this is the next one in line, you know, and we, we could spend a long time on this, but I, I think uh, kind of you and I were discussing this a little bit yesterday that the Pope even recently declared that World War III had already happened. And here's the, the article. I'll just pull it up real quick while we're, while we're, and I'm going to erase the stuff that we've got on the screen here with the line. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, uh, it's crazy because the Pope, as we'll talk about whenever we get into the Antichrist and the world players, you know, the Pope is the false prophet. That office is the, the office of the, what the, the Bible calls the false prophet. Right. And so, and he'll be working hand in hand with the beast, which is the Antichrist um, incarnate. And so, you know, this is this is serious. And we're seeing these things come together now. They're they're starting to come together, like Jesus said. There's birth pangs, and it's it's uh, now it's noticeable. You know, five ten years ago, it, you know, it really wasn't uh, you know something that was a major deal it could kind of be like well you know there's not this and that the temple's not going to be getting built or um you know there's not any really major wars going on or whatever right but how alarming was it to watch russia just march over into another country like it's just a normal monday and just start dropping bombs and killing everybody even our president was like well it just kind of depends on how what he does over there and then he oh, right. has to, like then he has to walk that back and was like well no we're gonna drop sanctions on him and whatever so it was kind of like a joke you know they're like well but you, 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 you can clearly see that irrespective of your politics whether you lean left or right that putin does not fear joe biden and Oh, yeah. didn't really feel that there were going to be any major repercussions. I think maybe he grossly underestimated the Ukrainian people, but you, you look at, he marched right on over there and, and did what he wanted to do. And, you know, uh, Trump, who knows, you know, but he, Trump said that he had told Putin, if you hit Ukraine, we're going to hit Moscow. And he said, you know, jokingly, well, he may be 30% believed me. He said, but that's all you really need. You know, if Putin thought, there's a 20, 30 percent possibility that Joe Biden uh, was going to, you know, blow Moscow to bits if he invaded Ukraine. Ukraine would never be invaded. Anyway, I wanted right. to read this this quote from the Pope because we were talking about this today. He says, right. Me today, World War Three has been declared. This is something that should give us pause for thought. What is happening to humanity that we've had three world wars in a century now? Obviously, we haven't had, uh, you know, to the point that, I mean, in my mind, that I would consider it 
a world war yet, but for the Pope to declare it a world war and him being one of the, if not the biggest religious leader on the globe, you know, and he obviously obviously knows the inside baseball with these political leaders and things as well. That right. Yeah. Strength. It's pretty scary for him to come out and say, this is, this is world war three. Yeah. Know? And see, and that, that just drives it home that there is going to be a world war three. A lot of people say, Oh no, that'll never happen. You know? And, but it's obvious right here. He's declaring it. Uh, the Bible talks about it, and it's going to be a serious world war. Um, I think World War II is like 52 million people that died. Uh, this is going to be exponentially insane. Right. Um, just the sanctions that were put on other countries are now affecting us with food shortages and things of that nature. So imagine what a third of mankind being taken out. Like That's going to... Uh, bring sanctions on everybody involved. We're going to have shortages with uh, distribution, with manufacturing, getting food, uh, get delivery, just everything. A third of mankind. A lot of people think about the rapture taking a third of mankind, right? Isn't that something that crosses over your mind, like the, the pre-trib rapture? Like, oh, yeah, you know, a yeah. third of people are going to be gone or whatever, and we're going to all be out, out you know, uh, planes are gonna just go down and crash or whatever well that's not what's going to happen the bible says a third is going to be taken and um what well, who's going to be filling those jobs you know are our planes even going to be you know flying for however long you know it's uh it's going to be crazy wow. so like this is called rapture prep okay and because we need to prep not only for the rapture Okay, but all these other end time events leading up to it. And the first one that we're still talking about is this war that's going to knock out, okay, a third of mankind. Yeah, I want to so, show you something here. Look at this, okay? This talks about how many military aged males are right. in China. And one of their generals, I believe, had famously boasted that he could field an army of 200 million if, if he wanted to. Yeah, he did. You can see here. 314,459,000 military age males, right? You compare that to, you know, the United States, you know, we go down here, 59 million, you know, it's amazing. And I look at all these other countries, they all pale in comparison. Nobody else really gets close, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, India does 200 million, 237 million, you know, yeah, and that's why but, I have that written down there along with, you know, um, where the Euphrates river is located. Um, those countries joining and banding together to fight the enemies. And so, um, you know, it's a reality. And so, you know, we have to be prepared for this. A lot of people, our last podcast, we said, are Christians, should they prep? And the answer is yes. Right. Not only for like, you know, uh, the end time events, but even now, you know, what's going to happen when if there's an earthquake or a flood or a hurricane or just these little simple events, right? right. You're going to need aid and you're going to need, uh, you know, the, the president gets on the, the TV and declares a national state of emergency or disaster for certain hurricanes and stuff like that, right? And we kind of look around like, well, it doesn't look like there's too much damage or whatever, but... And those little bitty events, there's like multiple million dollars worth of damage in all these events, you know? 
Right. Um, taking a third man con, we can't even fa- fathom it. We can't even like explain it. Uh, no, you need no. to be prepped up. You, the, the stores are probably going to be empty. People are going to be rioting, freaking out. COVID, a little virus, that caused people to panic, right? But a third of mankind, people are going to be losing their mind. Um, and oh, so yeah. that, that brings us to uh, the next point on the timeline, which is the peace treaty. Well, which so, makes sense, obviously, just to kind of segue into this. It would make a lot of sense that a peace treaty would come along after such a war because the world would be willing to bend over backwards for peace at that point. Just well, about you, anybody would be willing well, to. You can see with the, re- the recent shootings, right? There's been a push and this thing where people are like, oh, go turn in your guns. You know, uh, there's, there's innocent children dying. So let's give up your guns, right? Um, and so that's just over a few children dying. And that is a major issue, of course, Sure. the third of everybody, it's just insane. So people are going to want peace. And so, uh, Daniel nine twenty seven here, just the first part of it, because this scripture, uh, explains a couple of different things. It says, and he shall make a strong covenant with many for one week. Okay. And this peace treaty is what this is. Um, is going to lead into um, the Temple Mount being shared. But the, the first thing it's going to do, it's going to start a seven-year period of the end of the world until Armageddon comes, or end of the age, okay? So he has um, this peace treaty, and this once this peace treaty is signed, this begins the final seven years, Um during this great tribulation, the Jewish temple being built until right. Jesus returns. Uh, once we see that event happen, we know the, the clock is on and ticking. Um, right. Uh, explain real quick, um, you know, how the week that it's alluding to here is talking about seven years. So each day in that week would be considered a, a year, correct? So, um it doesn't really talk about weeks. There's another prophecy that, that kind of talks about uh, weeks. You're talking about the Daniel that we just read? I'm saying when it says one week, it means seven years. So it can be confusing to somebody who may not. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, definitely. And uh, so th- this one week means seven years. And you can see that from other other prophecies that, that you know, it trips scripture interprets scripture. Um, so if you want to do your research on that, you can. But just trust us here that a week is means seven years and or don't trust us go do your research yeah look it up for yourself for sure you know um so this this is what this means and then he talks about how you know you know eventually he's gonna they're gonna have the animal sacrifices resumed and then they're gonna stop and so on and so forth and so this peace treaty comes along and uh then then what happens here well so you're gonna see the temple mount under a sharing arrangement right and so whenever this peace treaty starts the final seven years, there's going to be peace. It's going to be for real. So right now, there, Israel and uh, the Islamic nations, are over there, they're, they're waging war over the Temple Mount. Right now, right. they cannot have peace over sharing that. They're, they right. are not going to do that. They are constantly sending rockets over to each other and bombing hospitals and killing civilians they do not care and there, there has never been peace over there ever right and so with this third war of mankind this these angels being released 
they're going to have it's going to be peace and so they're going they're going to share the temple mount right now and so the and temple then, mount sharing agreement that's revelation 11 uh one through two right so let's pull that up i believe i already have it pulled up here and so it says then i was given a measuring rod like a staff and i was told rise and measure the temple of god and the altar and those who worship there but do not measure the court outside the temple leave that out for it is given over to the nations and they will trample the holy city for 42 months which is three and a half years so one half of that seven year uh period right and so i from the way i interpret this and you know you you know more about it than i do but but the way that, that i look at this is it's saying um you know rise and measure the temple of god and the altar and those who worship there that's going to be the jews but don't measure the outside uh temple leave it out for it's going to be given over to the gentiles right and so the uh you know muslims and the gentiles etc they're going to share the outside but uh the jews will will have control of the basically the inner inner courts and then the outer outer courts will be uh controlled or shared by the gentiles and muslims etc yeah so um they're going to be sharing and then um during this time period of them sharing the the jewish temple is going to be built and in the holy place they're going to be um resuming animal sacrifices right and so uh that's that's just a, a whole different thing i mean it's it's crazy I mean, obviously the the jews uh you know do not believe that the messiah has come yet and this is why this false right. messiah or this antichrist is able to make his his entrance in, you know in, in there in many ways and so for him to come here and later on declare that he is god and etc right this this opens the gates wide open for that for this false messiah uh you know to to step in and to to seize the animal sacrifices and resume the animals that really nobody but god has those powers to do that um but but he's taking and then stepping in the role of of god there and so the jews they believe still you know they have they would want to sacrifice an animal for their sins when in fact you know jesus was the final sacrifice for our sins and this was a foreshadow of what of what Christ was to do, because his sacrifice was made once and for all, for all of our sins from the beginning of eternity until now, for our sins, past, present, and future. You know, right? And so, um, so that's that's essentially why they're doing that, just to give some some background there. You know, the word says there is no remission of sins without the shedding of blood, and so this is why they are shedding blood to try to remit their sins, but. The good news is for us as believers and for for you listener is that Christ's blood was shed for you so you don't have to trust right. an animal sacrifice if you're a you know muslim uh, you don't have to kill yourself jesus already died for you you know you don't have to commit jihad right we don't have to do any of these things right. we can just put our faith and our trust in christ and and know that he fulfilled that obligation because he led a sinless life and he's the only one who can atone for our sins so Amen. um all right, we'll go ahead. <laughs> so, um, no, man, you got to preach. This is, it's liberating. And we need to know what we need to watch out for. Because there's going to be people worldwide thinking, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I, need to be, I need to be involved in that shedding of blood, you know, to cover my sins as well. And, you know, it's, uh, it, it's crazy. My cat. What's that? 
What did you say? Here's my cat. Oh yeah. So I'm joking, but yeah, I it's just, gonna it's know. gonna be crazy. But you know, uh, this whole situation, it's gonna be, I believe, uh, you know, UN and under Gentile control, and um, this person who's bringing this peace is gonna be basically watching over this whole process. And, you know, going to be over this whole process. They are going to be in authority. And they're going to be the ones setting rules for this peace uh, and this, this sharing arrangement. You know, even when they have their own temple. And so... Kind of um, an interesting note here. And I'm, a, you know, I'll be forthcoming on this. You know, I'm a... Uh, I, I liked President Trump, you know. I thought he was a good president. Uh he did a lot of things that these other countries said that they were or other presidents said they were going to do like move the embassy to uh jerusalem acknowledge israel you know as a sovereign nation and all that and speaking of this with the temple uh uh there was a coin that the uh the jewish society the temple society i believe put out i'm going to pull that up here in a second that showed uh donald trump and uh, uh cyrus on there um just basically uh as a temple coin because you have to have a coin to get into the temple right yeah and, and you know that that is prophesied that jerusalem will have their own uh capital and their own place their own yeah. refuge and even in the end times that's where they wind up as their their stronghold right before christ returns and we'll get into that as well yeah, um, let, me, let me share this real quick so yeah this is really awesome uh just uh the way they fashion this coin because it it shows prophetic uh the prophetic event that's going to be taking place um you can see and, here and i think the, the back of it actually says the temple coin here right yep so and the, the temple hasn't coin. been built yet but when it does you know they're already prepared this is their vision this is their passion they, they're, they're already want. trying to make the bricks i mean you know they're serious yeah. about it you know obviously yep. there's the prophecy with the red heifer and all of this and and you know things like that but they're actively trying to breed for that as well and so there's you know this is something that they're very serious about rebuilding that third temple and there will be a third temple in in the near future and you know that's one of those things that's one of those three things right that we really need to watch out for that mid east peace treaty the the war right and uh obviously you know the temple being rebuilt and animal sacrifices uh you know being started back up but um it, it, you know it's, it's just really crucial for people to understand where we're at so then these are the beginning stages and what we're going to get oh. into now is uh mm -hmm. Real quick, this is where, where I was, where I was, well, I forgot where I was going with that. So, uh, although I'm a fan, I was going to say, of Trump, you know, interestingly, uh, Jared Kushner, which, you know, his, his son-in-law is Jewish, right? Right. Uh, he bought uh, the address, I think it's uh, East Main, I can't remember the exact address, I could, I could look it up real quick, but he, he bought this 666 uh, address um, in New York, right? I paid like a billion dollars for it, uh, yeah. 666 uh hold on let me put in kushner we'll, we'll pull it up oh fifth avenue yeah so it actually it looks like it changed its address say goodbye to 666 at fifth avenue now it's six 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 sixty but he actually paid more for it because of that right so you can see like here's a here's a picture of him with the you have people out there who say, oh, well, he's the Antichrist or whatever. But you can see here's a picture of him with this 
666. And this is the address that he paid all of this money for. And interestingly, when Trump was trying to uh, broker a Mideast peace deal over there, which he got more done with that than anybody else has before, he said he felt like Kushner was the only person who could possibly negotiate that peace deal. You know, he talked about it very openly. And that kind of gave me a little bit of uh, eerie chills, you know, with that. Cause I was right. like, you know, I, I like Trump, but over here, Kushner's got this weird address and he's going to be the guy to broker the Mideast peace deal. I'm not saying he's the antichrist or anything. It's just kind of a, uh, yeah, that would get your attention as a, you know, finance guy looking at all the, the things that are going on like that. Um, yeah, it's enough to make the hair stand up on the back of your neck. That's for sure. Right, and so, but, and this is this is why we're going through this. So, because well, Jesus I'm said, "I'm sorry to interrupt you, but go, go no, that's right." And that's why Jesus said, "You know, uh, you'll hear the Messiah's here and the Messiah's there, and all these ru rumors and wars and rumors of wars, and you know, um, but don't look that way. It's like it's not him, you know, and right. um, and it's the same with the Antichrist. You know, we're gonna know, we're gonna watch this." this guy uh, or person, they're going to be moving and bringing peace. And then they're going to, they're just not going to pop up out of the, the woods one day and be like, Oh, I'm Antichrist. No, they're, they're already going to be involved. And that's what, that's what I, I'm the Antichrist. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. No. Yeah. So um, like this next event is um, now, of course the, the temple being built. Um, but with the animal sacrifices being um, done, right? Uh, in 11, Daniel 11.31. Uh, I don't know if you have that pulled up, but... Um, no, do you want me to pull that up? Yeah, if you can. And so with these animal sacrifices being resumed, it will eventually get to the point where they're going to be stopped, Okay. And the Antichrist is going to come on the scene and uh, he's going to make the right what it says here um, forces from him shall appear and profane the temple and fortress and take away the regular burnt offerings. So that's the sacrifices that they're going to start and they shall and then set up the abomination that makes desolate or the abomination of desolation, which is desecrating the temple, um, calling something that is uh, profane, holy. And um, even though that temple is not ordained by God, um, the Antichrist is going to come in and uh, pronounce that he is the Messiah, that he is God. And he's going to stand, stand in the temple. You know, and it's, 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 a, it's a funny parallel that I never really thought about. But, you know, Jesus uh, stood in the synagogues, right, and taught, right? And, and whenever that was obviously a big fulfillment of prophecy. Right. And, and he said, basically... You know, I, I've come to to uh, set the captives free and to, you know, bind up the, the brokenhearted and et cetera, et cetera. He was essentially declaring there in the synagogue of the day, hey, I'm I'm the Messiah. Right. And now this guy, because the devil's the great copycat, he's going to stand up in the third temple and say, I'm the Messiah. There's no need for you to do any more animal sacrifices anymore. Let's let's stop that because, you know, I'm God, you know, and so that's the. The abomination of desolation you know he stands in the temple itself and declares himself to be the messiah you know right and uh you know that's 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 a big deal and so yeah. these events right here are going to be happening this is what we should be watching out for before we even think about moving into oh look the rapture's coming and 
the pre-trib or whatever. This is all uh, pre-trib right here that we're talking about during this time period. Yeah, man, I missed, people, uh, I missed the rapture. Right, a lot of people, they the think, oh, uh, it's a pre-tribulation, right? Um, so uh, Christians aren't going to go through anything at all. That's not true. The Bible <laughs> declares that this, this sixth trumpet, everybody's going to be here for that. Well, Matthew, uh, Matthew, of, go ahead. Matthew 24, as you so eloquently walked me through the other day, uh, clearly points out, and I challenge any of you, if you want to know, if you want to define your own position on pre-trib, post-trib, etc., just go read Matthew 24 and make up your own mind after you read that whole chapter and look at yeah. the other things. Because it, it really says chronologically, and then, and then, and then, and then this happens, and then this happens. It, yeah, and I, hey, I'm going to be honest. Um, I, many of y'all who are following me on TikTok or have seen uh, any of our other episodes, um, y'all know I have a master's degree in theology, and I've heard a lot, and I didn't even realize that the pre-trib stuff was not even scriptural. Like once I started to look at this, cause God woke me up, um, I don't know, a little over a year ago to being prepped. And then just a few months ago into uh, the rapture and then rapture prepping. So this has been recently that God's woke me up and I started digging into the scriptures myself. And I started to see that, wait a minute, everything I was taught, is wrong there is no pre-tribulation rapture um right. you know and the, we've talked about it in the comments we'll continue to talk about it but bring your scriptures bring your don't bring your your opinions or what you've been taught because i know those same things i was taught the same things hollywood taught me the same thing with the left behind series that was great you know you see a pilot and a plane going down and crashing because the pilot was a christian or whatever that's not biblical that's not going to happen. Um, we're going to get into this, so you need to stick around for the next episodes. We're going to do a couple more to get through this timeline, but we're going to be explaining every single thing on this timeline biblically to show you exactly when the rapture is going to take place. And if you've been taught like I was taught, you're not going to believe what we're about to share with you. So uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to believe it. I mean, you know, I like the idea yeah. of a pre-trib rapture, like, cool, get me out of here before this stuff happens. But, you know, and you really don't need to prep too much for a pre-trib rapture. Right. Because yeah, you're, you're helping you, the other guys out. You know? you know what? Yeah, we're leaving behind supplies for the enemies or whatever. Right. But the fact is, is if you just read the word, it clearly says, hey, this is what we're going to go through. And when look, you I'll, I'll go ahead and give the, the people listening a little bit of ammo for the comments. Um, the Bible, I've been taught in the past that the Holy Spirit is going to be taken away and the church is going to be raptured out of here. And, you know, but that doesn't make sense because how are the people that are supposed to stay behind get regeneration or get born again if the Holy Spirit isn't the one doing it? So that there is no, uh, the Holy Spirit's getting taken away and then there's tribulation saints or whatever. Uh, think about it. The two witnesses are going to be here um, during this time period. They're going to they're going to be full of the Holy Ghost, so full of the Holy Ghost. They're going to shut the the heavens from rain. They're going to be doing miracles. They're going to raise from the dead. So look, um, I'm going to stop there with the whole rapture, pre-trip, post-trip thing. 
just some things to think about. But um, look up, I dare you, go look up scriptures on your own to try to see how you've been deceived. Um, because last thing we want and last thing Jesus wants is whenever you see these things going on, a third of people dying, for us to reach up and shake our fists at God and blame God because well, it, literally, it literally it literally says it literally says i think that's a good warning because it literally says in matthew 24 that these things are going to happen and then there will be a great falling away like why is there right. great falling away well probably because people's faith wasn't rooted in sound doctrine and they're thinking well god was already supposed to be coming back look at this if there was a god you know people say it now if there was a god how could he allow bad things to have these are the ultimate bad things i mean jesus yeah. says there be another time like this ever so look when you see these things happening or you see the world getting worse don't abandon your faith in god strengthen your faith in god and draw close to him and right. he'll draw close to you because and no, that's, that's a good point and you know um we haven't we haven't sit here and like tried to make this word for word that's why we interrupt each other because we're trying to bring this to you from two different points of views, um, two different uh, ways of thought, but we're trying to get the truth out there to you so you don't fall into this deception and take the mark of the beast because you're scared, okay? Christians are going to be persecuted. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. He promised it to us. That should be in your daily Bible promise book, okay? Huh. It needs to be there. You're going to have trouble. And guess what? 11 of the 12 apostles were murdered. They were martyred, okay? Jesus himself was killed on the cross. So we're going to, every 90 minutes in the world, look it up, Google it, a Christian is getting persecuted and dies for their faith. So this is this is a deception and it's an American theology that says, oh, we're, we have freedom of speech and, you know, we're so blessed. So they're not, we're not going to be harmed and it's going to be free trip, bro. It's already happened all over the world. This is, we're not, we can't escape this. Okay. It's going to happen. Now we have a blessed nation to where maybe even during the rapture, during leading up to the rapture, uh, we're not under the antichrist control. We will get into that. Um, but, uh, <laughs> this is important information. We want you to know the truth. We want you to be armed with the truth. We don't want to be right. It's not about that. Because right. um, I am literally, you know, finding this information out again for myself, studying the scriptures. And uh, if you want more evidence, go to End Time Ministries or watch End of the Age Plus TV. Um, I've followed them for most of my adult life. They preach the exact same thing. Um, they have tons of videos and uh, things like that. So uh, I love that. And, and they really uh, they really have been for many years uh, the premier expert on this topic. You exactly. Know, they have. Urban Baxter probably has done more, you know, God rest his, his soul. He's with the Lord now. But the late Urban Baxter, he's done probably more work on this topic than just about anyone. And he Right. accurately predicted a lot of things that have already happened before they happened you know from reading scripture and interpreting so the guy uh was definitely uh you know worth his weight in gold in terms of being a prophetic voice uh you know during during his lifetime and so now we are here in this uh you know message kind of extending what he uh taught but also telling you hey you know you need to uh prepare you know for the for the, for the rapture not only prepare for the rapture prepare for these events that are going to be happening you know so uh and there are, 
invest in having some extra food, invest in precious right. metals like, yeah. like um, brass and steel and, you know, bullets. Um, so uh, <laughs> uh, just in no, case. Yeah, he's right. Um, you know, uh, we need to have protection. Um, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you can't protect yourself and your family. Um, when Jesus was talking about turning the other cheek, he was talking about uh, a different scenario, a different situation. Okay. Yeah, I want to throw something out there real quick. You know, Jesus told his disciples, hey, do you guys have a sword? You know, and if you don't have one, sell your cloak and go buy one. They said, oh, well, we have two. And he said, okay, that's good. That's sufficient. Right. So even back then, he was telling his disciples to be armed. So it's kind of funny to me whenever, uh, Christians will say, I, I even had a guy, I went to his church one time and he said, man, if somebody broke into my house and was raping my wife, I, you know, I just, I wouldn't do anything to them because there would be murder if I was to kill them. And I was like, dude, you are, and he was, he was on fire for the Lord. He was a great, well, pastor. you know, and, and it makes sense, man, because, you know, us being spirit filled Christians, we have the love of Christ. We have the mind of Christ and we want to give grace to people like jesus said forgive 70 times seven per day but you know there comes a point where you have to uh defend yourself and your family that's actually um it says he that doesn't provide for his family is worse than an infidel right okay and that's just providing food okay yes you are supposed to defend yourself and your family yeah, your, and your, your role as a as a as a father as a husband and i know yes. there's women out there that listen to this also but men your role as a father and a husband is to lead guide protect and provide for your family period end of story we have too much of this gender confusion and stuff going on here but i guarantee you the closer we get to survival type roles you know, if we were all on an airplane full of men and women and we crashed in the middle of the desert somewhere or in the middle of wherever, the men would immediately start going and gathering stuff and trying to build, you know, a shelter and stuff. And the women would start nurturing, you know, because that's the way God designed us. So, you know, we're we're different. You know, it doesn't mean that, that we're better, men are better or women are better, whatever, but we're different. And God designed us in these roles uh, to fulfill these roles, you know, and, well, and, and then, you know, the role you're talking about is, um, you know, this having babies, you can't, uh, you can't reverse men that. Men you know what I'm yeah. It just, men it just is what it is. Um, sure. There can be uh, women can be like tomboys or whatever, be interested in, you know, uh, shooting guns and building stuff, whatever. That's fine. It's not about that. Sure. Yeah. No, we're no, talking about. They can't, but obviously right. it probably so, doesn't need to be a tampon dispenser in the boys' bathroom. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, you know, come so, on now. Anyhow, whatever. Um, so yeah. uh, now now going back to this timeline, just, just one last time here, because we're going to make another episode just on this middle portion right here. The war in heaven, Satan banished from heaven, Satan confined to earth, uh, the abomination of desolation we just briefly touched on, the false prophet. And of course, the two witnesses, the three and a half. This is a, the next episode is huge, okay? But right now, we're in the safe zone, right? Uh, if you want to call it that, because we just had a third of mankind ejected from the earth, okay? So uh, the peace time, it's going to be crazy, but this war. So I'm going to let you know, we're, we're, we have a war ahead of us. We have a peace treaty, the, the Temple Mount under sharing agreement, the Temple Mount, the new temple being built. Um, we have these things to watch out for. So don't listen to these people who are like, oh, yeah, the church is getting raptured out of here, blah, blah, blah. 
No, I, we just went over scripture that proves that these things still are yet to come. And when we get into the, this next section, there is just so much scripture that's going to open your eyes. And um, it's just exciting. So we want to give you these prophetic things as uh, to build hope, not to bring fear. Okay, because if you're prepped spiritually, because this is rapture prep, if you're prepped spiritually, the Bible says that God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Okay, you can have peace knowing where you're going to go because Jesus said, I have built mansion, a mansion for you in heaven. So um, we have each other. We have the word of God. We have a warning here. Prophecy is to prepare us, not to scare us. Remember that. Okay. Um, as we're wrapping up here i think we're 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 right. both gonna go here um and i think this is this is the most important part of this uh podcast and of this ministry is that you know jesus came to to die for your sins right and if you don't know christ as your lord and savior then you know now is the time to accept him don't wait till you're on your deathbed and hope that he's going to give you a pass you know right don't wait until you see the sky falling and he's going to give you a pass because you know, death comes like a thief in the night. We never know when something like that is going to happen. And, no, we don't. And, and our time could be at any time. COVID was a great awakening in, in a sense for that. You know, you saw a lot of people who lost their lives unexpectedly there. But, you know, the word says that that whosoever um, believes in Jesus shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And John right. 3, 16, right? That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you'll just confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. It's that simple. You know, all you have to do is just repent of your sins, turn to Christ in faith and put your trust in him and he will save you. And then this stuff doesn't become doom and gloom. Then this stuff becomes good news and us waiting to be reunited, you know, with our Lord. And yes. so, uh, you know, that's that's the key thing is, you know, the Bible says whosoever. So if you're a whosoever, then God is for you and he wants to deliver you out of your sin and save you. And he wants to spend eternity with you because he loved you so much that he sent his own son to die on the cross for you. Now, many of you have children. If you can imagine sending your own child to die for somebody that rejected you, for somebody that hated you, for someone that sinned against you, for the people, very people that betrayed you, but that's exactly what God did. And, you know, no greater love has any man than, than this, that he lays down his life for his friends but who will lay down their life for their enemies? And that's what Jesus did. And so he commands us to love our enemies, you know, likewise. And real quick, before I turn this over to you, Paul, I uh, remember a time when we were out uh, evangelizing and uh, we knocked on a guy's door, I believe it was an Asian guy, and he barely spoke English, you know, and he, uh, well, well, go ahead. Why don't you just tell the story real quick? Well, you know, um, when I knocked on his door, um we had asked for canned goods just an excuse to be at the door because i'm really about evangelism and leading the lost people of jesus christ um because he turned my life around i know he's real and it's not just a you know religion with rules or whatnot so i'm i'm out there showing the love of god so i knocked on his door and said hey do you have any cans and i think he gave us a few cans i was like cool and then i was like hey do you want to come to church and he goes oh no i'm good He's like, I go to Christian temple and I go to a Buddhist temple and I'm okay. And then the Lord just hit me and I had a word of knowledge for him. And I said, look, I said, even Buddha would tell you to get on one path and stay on it. 
<laughs> and he looked at me and he got mad. And he yeah. said, how am I supposed to serve Jesus if I don't know him? And I took my Bible and I set it on the ground. I said, look, grab my hands. I can take you to meet him right now. And he did. He took my word for it. And we prayed. Yeah. And this man received Jesus Christ. He was ready. He was ready. And he received Jesus Christ. And he started crying. He started jumping up and down. I mean, you remember yeah. the excitement. Well, you had the faith. I believe I remember you said something along the lines of when he said you didn't know him. You told him, you know, I can take you to him right now, you know. You're like, let's try it. You know, I'll, it might, God will show up right now. Right. And, and, you know, you had to have the faith to step out and do that. And God did show up, showed up in a big way and, and broke, broke that man's heart right there on the spot and, you know, made him a new man, you know, made him a new cre creature in Christ. And so for those of you who are out there, um, if you haven't accepted Christ as your savior or, or if you're backslidden, you know, I went through a period of my slot in my life where I was backslidden and I didn't feel close to the Lord. If you're right. backslidden, just know this, you know, just because you sin doesn't mean that you lose your salvation. Just because you've gone through a bad period doesn't mean that God's given up on you. God is a, you know, a phone call away, basically a prayer away, right? All you got to do is right. just turn back to him and say, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm forgive me. I want to get back on the right path. But for those of you who have never accepted Christ as your savior, um, I, either you or I could lead them through a prayer. Do you want, do you want to do it? You want me to do it? Uh, um, you know what? I want to, I just want to pray with them and lead them in this prayer. And, um, if you're ready, see the man that we talked to, he was ready because he, he had been searching in his heart and he had been wanting to step out in faith. And he did. Yeah, this isn't a decision to be made lightly. So, We've explained to you that Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God that John says takes away the sin of the world. And so if you accept him into your life, you're going to be changed. And what most importantly, you're going to, you're going to find out your destiny and your purpose, but your sin's going to be forgiven. See, yeah, I, knew, I, feel, I feel led to say something here real yeah, quick. Go ahead. Uh, you know, a lot of things that today talk about changing your life. Every infomercial out there talks about right, it's right. going to change your life. I want to let you know Jesus Christ is not an infomercial. You know, this is not a feel-good message. We're not here to tell you, hey, accept Jesus and you're going to lose 30 pounds and get all the girls, right? Right. But we're here to set what Jesus came to save you from is from the wrath of God, from eternal hellfire and damnation and from right. the penalty of your sins, right? We've all sinned. We know it in our hearts. We've all sinned. We've all thought lustful thoughts. We've all stolen something maybe at one time or another. We've all right. used God's name in vain. We've all done all these things. Well, then the Bible says in that case that we're lying, adulterous, you know, thieves, blasphemers at heart, right? Like uh, Ray Comfort famously says, right? Right. And so because the good news is, though, that because Jesus died on the cross for, for our sins, he paid the penalty. He can walk in and say to the judge, which is his dad, hey, dad let him go. I paid the penalty, right? All you've got to do is just accept his payment for penalty. God's a gentleman. Right. He will force you to accept his payment, but all you have to do is accept it as a free gift of salvation, right? Because mm -hmm. salvation is by grace through faith alone, not of works lest any man should boast. Yes. And you know, if you're still watching right now, this is an ordained time for you. God is trying to show himself real to you. And if you allow him to, he will. So if you're ready, pray this prayer after me with all your heart. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I believe in you. I believe in you. Please forgive me of my sins. Please forgive me of my sins. 
I accept you into my heart. Accept you into my heart. I make you Lord of my life. Make you Lord of my life. Help me to know you. Help me to know you. And cause me to be born again. Cause me to be born again. I accept your forgiveness. Accept your forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sins. You died for my sins. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. And change me. And change me. In Jesus' name I pray. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There's freedom in the Lord Jesus. And if you prayed that for the first time, you felt him come into your heart and into your life, and you felt your sin just lift off of you and his forgiveness wash over you. It is amazing. So look, what we're sharing, right? This is the good news of Jesus Christ. And there is hope and there is time to prep. And so one of the big things that you need to be prepping is how to do what we just did, lead someone to the Lord. So um, like Eric's told us before, you know, share this, subscribe on YouTube, go, go everywhere. The podcast is Spotify everywhere. Share this to everybody you know. Hit the bell notification because YouTube changed the way things work. You got to hit that bell notification and hit all so that you get notified of all videos. And listen, sometimes sharing your faith can be a little bit scary, but within the day and age of social media, it's as easy as copying this video and sharing it to your Facebook, sharing it to your Instagram, giving it to your friends, right? If I was your friend and I knew then you had cancer and I knew the cure for cancer and I didn't share it with you. I wouldn't be being a very good friend. Right. And so if you know, Jesus, you know, the cure for their cancer, which is sin, which is eating away at them, which has eternal consequences. So just be bold enough to at least just take this video and share it with them. That's all you've got to do. We'll do the heavy lifting for you. And the Holy spirit will do the heavy lifting for us. So Yes. yes. Hallelujah. That's a great word. That was ordained. And um, thank you for being obedient to share that. And we want to be obedient. So, um, you know, let us know in the comments what you liked about the the podcast here that we're doing. Um, First time we've done something here where we're uh, using the video camera and everything and not just the, the background. But we, we saw there's been a lot of demand for these these videos and we wanted to give you something more engaging so hopefully you guys uh appreciate that and enjoy the content you know yeah and so i just want to close out with prayer real quick um and i'm gonna turn this over halfway to you so okay so you can you can close this out but heavenly father i just want to pray over everybody listening right now lord i ask that you would bring peace to their lives comfort to their hearts lord help them to prep give them dreams and visions lord god Show them the future that you want them to walk in, Lord, one of victory, Lord, and help them to walk in their gifts and their callings, Lord, and most importantly, to get to know you, Lord, and to walk in just an awesome relationship with you on a daily basis. Go ahead. And Lord, I just ask that you, Lord, first of all, for those who don't know you, Lord, convict their hearts, Lord, so they come to know you, Lord, for those that have accepted you on this podcast lord help them to get plugged into a strong bible believing community of believers that can be harder in this world now after covid when half the churches didn't meet anymore and anything like that so but you know the doors are back open get out there and lord help them to find a bible believing yes, church father god and a, and a group of fellowship father god yes. lord 
if Lord, any, if, if there's any out there right now that have sickness in your body, I just, I just pray, just extend your hands right now. I just ask that you receive yes, healing Lord. We, we serve a healing God. And yes. you know, I, I know this from my experience. I saw my dad yes, heal of brain cancer when I was younger, you know, I've seen healing in my soul. So just accept healing from the Lord right now. I just felt feel led to, to say that. Um, any of you out there that are suffering with addiction or you're going through things that are holding you back in your own life right now, we break that over your life in the name of Jesus Jesus to just reach out and accept healing from that. Our God is an awesome God. There's no chain that Jesus can't break. There's nothing he can't do. Just remember that when it, when it comes to whatever your need is, he can do that too. So hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we just thank you, Lord, right now, and we ask that you use this podcast to multiply your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Man. Thank you, everybody, um, and you know, thanks for listening. Subscribe and send this to everybody you know, and we will see you next time. We're going to this timeline. This is getting exciting, and um, your friends, family, they need to listen. All right, God bless you. We'll see you next time on Rapture Prep Podcast. All right, God bless.